backup a backup what's that on zoom don't you usually record the zoom oh yeah yeah that's a good that's a good uh perfect there we go there we go thank you thank you for reminding me all this is going in the episode by the way (laughs) oh okay great Uh, welcome back to the legend didn't mean to interrupt your intro there at all it's okay you did it uh this will be the second time two for two but the first time was a the first time was passable because i you, you were help you were saving my life in yeah, the first yeah, yeah. in the first interruption. This interruption, unexcusable. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Can't even, I apologize. Can't even deal with it. Um, this is, of course, a Games Club podcast dedicated to The Legend of Zelda here on Patreon.com slash Super NPC Radio. Uh, what a journey it's been. We are, uh, we have, I, as far as I'm concerned, have arrived at the destination that I was gunning for <laughs> in this series. Um and for, I, I guess I, I, I will say for better or worse, uh, let me introduce the panel of uh, guests that I have on today. Of course, we have the indelible, the lovable, July Diaz. What's going on, Big Big Dad? Uh, I don't know if I like being called Big Daddy, but I'm well. Doing I well. actually called you Big Big Daddy. Okay, would you big, take big Large Daddy. Father? Large Father? I would like to take Large Father. I think that's a little bit better. It's Massive more, uh... Potter. <laughs> I don't know if I like massive. <laughs> uh, July, it's good to have you back. You have been you. an absolute trooper. I, I feel like you win MVP for the Legend of Zelda Games Club. I'm calling it now only because mm. we are really rounding the corner here on finishing up this series. And you've been, if you haven't, you haven't been on every episode, but you've played every game <laughs> with the podcast. I, I have, yes. And, um, uh, and let's make it clear, games. I've played... All of the games through. Yes. All the way to the end. Not like some of these other, you know, you know who's. people on episode. Yeah, I don't want to name names, Connor McCabe. Well, but- you're about to add another name to that rank. You're about to add Jeremy Schmidt to the rank. Uh-oh. With old, with old uh, P, uh, PG. But I'll, we'll get into it. We'll get okay, into it. Okay, okay. We'll all get right. into it. Um, but yeah, no, you have played more games than the hosts of, of Legend of Zelda Games Club. And for that... We salute you. Well, thank you. I, I hope, uh, you know, I don't know how much th- these are going to play into the game of uh, the year awards that you do on the mm-hmm. regular show. It'll but play I, into it. Okay. Well, I hope I do get some sort of recognition during that episode. You will have three vetoes. Um, oh, okay. I love no, that. I don't know. I can't promise that. I can't promise that. Now, fellas, uh, I got a quick question. Yes. Um, I have not been keeping the best track. I'm going to let you know right now. Sure. Have we done Twilight Princess? And I just wanted to confirm that it's at number one where it belongs in, <laughs> in the standings. I just, we have I just... done Twilight Princess. I was on that episode. Actually, July, you were on that episode. Yes, and I, I thank you for bringing that up, a uh, person who has yet to be introduced. I will not say your name because Jeremy has not introduced you we yet. We won't say I... the name. We just hear the voice. and It's a yes. mystery until I reveal. Yes, but I will say I did have some thoughts that I forgot to say in that episode, but I'll wait until our other guest is introduced. Okay. Well, so we have an absolute... Uh, 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 Unit of a guest. Just say you, it. I, you already started it. Well, <laughs> I was going to I was gonna say like an, an absolute honor. This, this rarely oh, ever see, happens. Uh, too much uh, internet. 
we have a, we have a rec a recommendation um, that came to us from a previous guest, and uh, I could not be more excited to have this guest on the show today. We have, uh, of course, he is the host of the Super Gamer Boys podcast. Welcome to the show, Adrian Holmes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate the invite. I'm juiced to talk about some of my <laughs> dark horse, yes, favorite Zelda games. Okay, perfect. I well, you are you are in the right place, my dear boy. I'll call you my little tiny son. <laughs> July is the big big daddy. My You'll little, your little, my your little tingle. Yeah, my little tingle, my little tingle tangle. This is a. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be one heck of an episode. I got to say, um, you know, I, I have never played this game before. We'll get into that in the history here in a second. But plant, plant a seed. What Planting a little seed for later. Plant a little, a little Deku, Deku. Uh, Deku seed for later. Deku yeah. nut. Um, but I could not. But really, though, I mean, I'm not kidding when this, I say this was. This was what sparked my interest in wanting to play through this entire series was obviously getting to the games that I had never touched before. Um, I will introduce the game. It is, of course, The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, which is an action-adventure game, believe it or not, developed and published by Nintendo, believe it or not. I believe for, it. For the Nintendo <laughs> Do you not DS, believe it? I, I, I'm just saying, Sounds believe feasible. it or not. Believe it or not. I'm okay. just saying you could believe it or you could not. Uh, it is uh, the 14th installment in the Legend of Zelda series and the direct sequel to the 2002 GameCube title, The Wind Waker. Phantom Hourglass was released in Japan in June 2007, North America, Australia, and Europe in October 2007, and in South Korea in April 2008. The game was re-released for the Wii U via the Virtual Console <laughs> service in the PAL region in November 2015, and blah, blah, blah. It came out everywhere. Um it earned a sequel, The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, in December 2009. Gentlemen, we are covering, of course, this is the the uh, the first uh, of two DS-related Zelda titles. Um, I want to hear what everyone's history is with this game. I will go last, and I feel like I, we should start with Adrian. What is your history with this particular title? So, my history in, let's see... It was 2007. So I was on the internet, but not really on the internet, if that makes any sense at all. Um, yeah. Like, like I, you weren't I, active on it, maybe? Right, right. Like I would search up a, you know, a game fact or a guide here or there, you know, if I was having some mm -hmm. trouble with something. But I wasn't deep down in the forums or anything like that, right? right? So I ended up coming to... Um, all I knew is that it was a new Zelda. I saw the commercial. I was like, I'm in. Yes. DS already ruled at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's where I came. And I played it. I don't know if we're going to go into what we think about it right now. But <laughs> well, you can say as much or as little as you want. We will have <laughs> plenty of time throughout the course of this episode to talk about our feelings of every aspect of the game. But yeah, give me a little taste. Um, let's just say I tend to... I don't tend to get so jaded about different aspects as other people do so mm -hmm. when mm. i'm playing something like this which is basically you know the most advanced and most ambitious handheld zelda that there's ever been up to this point yeah you know i'm i when when just for you know a little tidbit when boss battles are scratching stretching between you know both screens and it looks that oh, yeah. epic and it looks huge 
you know, that that's still mind-blowing because not too many games have done that up to that point. So for a that's Zelda true. game to be like, yo, this is the boss, and then it goes, actually, this whole thing is the boss. You know, that's one little aspect of it, but it's just kind of a, a good bar to set for the, the quality of the game, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Wow. So did you play you played this kind of at the time of release then? This is a It was a, I mean, it was a little bit after. A little bit um, after? You know, yeah, I, I was it was 2007, what was I doing? Oh god. Uh I wasn't working quite yet, so I probably had to mow a few lawns. So it took me a little time <laughs> to get around to it. Yeah, for sure. But I did get there. So it wasn't quite at launch, but it was close enough to it. I mean, that's great. I mean, yeah, I guess that's more what I was looking for is if were you an early like, did you play it in the DS generation or did you come to yeah. it much later? OK, cool. July, curious. What's your history with this game? I have no history with the game. OK, great. It was my <laughs> first time playing it through. Uh, I did love yeah. certain aspects of it, um, like the boss battles, like Adrian mentioned. But there's mm-hmm. some sort of things that I had a little bit of issues with as um you know, I, I, we'll get to them, but um, but before that, I do want to, you know, talk about the Twilight Princess stuff that I did. Uh, oh yeah, mention. I forgot. <laughs> the seed is about to grow. Yes. So we talked about the whole game in Twilight Princess episode, except for maybe, truthfully, the last uh, two minutes of the actual game. So I just wanted to mm. mention that. Yes, we do. Realize that uh, Midna showing her true form was one of the greatest moments in uh, the <laughs> Zelda franchise, and it was very touching that um, Midna and Link did have have a special relationship because in that moment where Midna breaks the the, the glass mirror to the Twilight Realm, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. he, he's probably the most expressive. Uh, in he's the been franchise, in the game. yeah, he's been yeah. in the game, and um, it's he it's does very, the coyote like mouth on the floor, and then his eyes bug out, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he, um, he does like a wooga wooga and hits his head with a hammer. <laughs> it's weird. Humana, yeah, humana's in there. Yeah, humana, humana, humana. It cuts to midnight, and it cuts back, and he's in a full yellow <laughs> tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. strange. But uh, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that we didn't mention that in the episode proper, so. Uh, yeah, we love that part. Yeah, I speak for everyone on that episode. Adrian, <laughs> is that your favorite Zelda, Twilight? It is. Okay. Um, I I don't know what it is about me personally, and it's not like a oh I'm I'm you know I'm trying to be a contrarian I'm I, or anything like that, but I tend to like the games that most people don't in yeah. in a lot of series like. I'm a huge Final Fantasy 13 fan, and I know a lot of people don't like Final Fantasy 13. I love Final Fantasy 13. I love yeah. 8 too, you know. But I I don't know what it is about. I feel like if I was ever gonna show somebody what is the le- what is the Legend of Zelda, it would be that game because mm-hmm. I feel like it's the it's the most broad interpretation of the story of any entry would be Twilight Princess because it's it it plays out exactly like the movies. You know, Lord of the Rings was big at that time, so I know yeah. that it played a huge hand in the oh, inspiration that's for it. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never even thought about the Yeah. Yeah. And they were crazy. trying to cater it to a Western audience. So like You're... anybody that you or I or July would know, if you ever wanted to tell them, hey, you know, this is a Zelda game, they would probably be more interested in that than 
you know, a Wind Waker, which also Wind Waker is phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to get most adults to say, hey, what is this, you know, cell shaded cartoony looking adventure? It's kind of harder to sell. So, yeah, yeah, totally. They're be like, is this Sailor Moon? They're gonna be, yeah. Really is this one of your views. your animus? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's so right about the Lord of the Rings comparison there, or or allusions to to that franchise. Uh, we we did mention in the, on the episode. I I did say that Smeagol is featured in the game, so you 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 can't really see him. He's right. He's in the background, it's way down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he shows a, up. There's a little bit of a nod to that franchise there. A little bit of a nostalgia <laughs> pick there with mm-hmm, Smeagol. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian, I do, before I go with my with my history with the game, I do want to hear, though, a little bit more. What is your history with the Zelda series in general, the, the, for the, whole, the franchise as a whole? Is this, does this rank pretty high as a franchise for you, or where are you at with Zelda? Uh, so I definitely do adore uh, the Zelda series. Um, as far as Nintendo series go, it's probably in my, uh, and it's not a, it's not a diss at all, but I have Zelda and Mario in my, um, my rank bottom two. thousand <laughs> in my rank two. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I said, my favorite Nintendo series are, Kirby. uh, Metroid, oh. um, Donkey Kong mm. and Star Fox. Those are oh, my three, wow. like, those are my jam when yeah. I think about Nintendo games. Yeah. So, and those are like, man, I, I any anything that you put out, I'm there, right? I was going to say, that's kind of a rough life if those it are is, your three favorites. <laughs> like I was saying, you know, my favorite stuff is not everybody. It's not the, yeah. the majority's favorite stuff, but I, I dig it. Like, Super Metroid is my favorite game of all time. Yeah. That's, that's you know, hands down. It's a great um, game. But my history with Zelda goes all the way back to, I think I was maybe... Had to be four or five, and my dad, um, he used to. So they, they used to do shift work, and we used to get up early in the morning because mm-hmm. they'd have to drop me off at my parents' house or at my grandparents' house, you know, on their way to work. But mm-hmm. every time before we would get ready to go, uh, he would always play a little bit of the original Zelda on NES, you know, for like a few minutes. So we would always get to do that, and I get to watch him play that for a little bit. So that was my first ever step into what would be a Zelda game. That's cool. And then um, after that was, I, it, it, I guess, I don't know. I guess I have my dad to thank. Because yeah. after that, I, ha- I watched him. I remember us getting uh, Ocarina of Time. And I remember being like just blown away at how big of a jump it is from the original Zelda to this one. Yeah. And I had to, you know, I had to ask him. I was like, is this? Are you sure this is Zelda? You know, because it didn't look <laughs> anything like like the the old one that we played before. Um, so that moving from that to to Wind Waker, and then actually coming back to to uh, to do um, a Link Link to the Past, mm-hmm. then um, Twilight Princess, and here's my mark of shame: I have yet to play Skyward Sword. I've gotten the HD re-release. I'm right there with you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it's going to pan out. Because I hear be careful. Gonna... Be careful with Jeremy because he loves to spoil that game I don't in particular. Love to spoil and he it. spoiled I, it for I me. I accidentally spoiled it for July. But we were talking about the Zelda timeline. You can't talk about the timeline without spoiling that game. Yeah. Because uh, cool, I hear it's the oldest, right? It's the one that kicks everything off. It kicks it all off. You got to right. know how it ends. Okay. And the spoilers <laughs> continue. 
Uh, no, but I'm 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 excited for that one because I hear that has the best story of a Zelda game. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah, and especially cleaned up in HD and with much better, you know, decades better motion controls than the Wii Mote. So hopefully it pans <laughs> right. out. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't want to go on too long, but I've played a lot of Zelda games. Let's You're just let's just Zelda. leave it there. You're a fan. I love that. Um, yeah. Again, welcome to the show. I also love. That your favorite franchises are these great, uh, these kind of all-time, uh, not quite forgotten, but you know they're a little bit like a. You don't think of them. They're when the you more think of interesting Nintendo. picks, right? Like the mm. Mario's and Zelda's. That's we could do that all day, but right. Yeah, Donkey Kong, man. Yeah, what a great, what a great, what a great your game. Your countries, man. Love Untouchable. it. Untouchable. Love it. Tropical Freeze, one of the best all time. Best. That's an all-timer for sure. Okay, so my my brief history here with uh, Phantom Hourglass, as I said in the beginning of this episode, I not not only did I not know that it existed, I didn't care that it existed. <laughs> like, whoa! You know, like my mom didn't know it existed either, but she doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even it didn't it didn't even blip on my radar. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Is this first, is this the first time you asked your mom your uh, a video game opinion on? The- on record, on the for the show, for the show in the continuity of the show, it is. Uh, oh, I've asked interesting. Her. My mom, you know, she was <laughs> interesting. She she had a Game Boy before I did. I remember her playing Tetris. One of my earliest memories is like looking up at her as as I was like a kind of a baby, and she's playing Tetris on the right, Game right. Boy. Did everybody's right. parents just secretly have a Game Boy? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like just, I yeah. like everybody like the hardest, most you know, burly you know, seafaring dad had a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I feel like, because everybody yeah. I ever talked to, they're like, yeah, you know what? My mom had a Game Boy and she never played any other video games after that, but they all had the first Game Boy. It's mm-hmm. yeah. so odd. I know, it's it's cool. It's And we ended up having two, I think, just because one had to go to the kids. At some point, oh, the yeah. kids were clamoring for that Game Boy. But, um, but yeah, yeah, so Yeah, same with I, my dad and he was a drug dealer and a gangbanger. Really? But he, he had, had a Game, Game Boy, Boy, right? Yeah, truthfully. See? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All walks of life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I uh Phantom Hourglass to me again, it's not e- it's a it is a game it was not even a blip on my radar because this is the era of games that I completely missed out on because I was in college and I was busy mm. and I was and I had you know, I wasn't Watching interested. Watching Van Wilder on a loop. I was watching Van Wilder. I was watching the the dog coming scene over and over and over again <laughs> in Van Wilder. This is cinema. Yeah, this is cinema at its finest. Um, breaking it down in your college class. Breaking it down, <laughs> bringing it in, making the teacher watch it in front yeah. of the class. <laughs> For my thesis, I will <laughs> explain. <laughs> I um, yeah. So, you know, th- I would pick up gaming around the release of Skyward Sword. That's when okay. I could return back to gaming, which I think mm, is like 2011, okay. if I'm not mistaken. skip over this. Uh, no, you I'm not. You don't want any spoilers. I'm not going to talk game. about Skyward Sword. But I will say that, yeah, the whole DS as a console w- came out and, and ended in this span of time. So right. I missed everything DS related, which is why it's what so... What a library to miss. I know. It's probably... It is Nintendo's highest selling handheld of all time most prolific most games on it um and uh, there's so many magical things that i missed from this era 
Brain Age. Brain, Brain Age 2. Yeah. Um, Nintendogs. Nintendogs. Labradors. Labrador. Nintendogs, German Shepherds. Yeah. Um, there's four Dragon Quest games on this on this console. I mean, it's All a great. Uh, it's a great it's 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 a great handheld. I came to the DS probably about a couple years ago. That's when these two Zelda games could be like got on my radar. I first experienced them a, a few years back in emulation, which is a total trip uh, because you have to use your mouse as your pointer in emulation, and it's really weird. It be- makes I was going to say, I'm not going to lie to you. That sounds, that sounds rough. It's not good, and it also inspired a lot of questions and confusion for me. Like, why is this the way it was made? <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then later, I uh, of course was you know browsing the Wii U uh, eShop, and and as a cure, total curiosity, purchased both this and Spirit Tracks, and had to try them because I my my whole thinking was well, how could these possibly run on the Wii U, and the answer is poorly. We'll get there, but it's it's. It's a it's an insane an insane um, uh, experience trying to play these on on Wii U. Okay, uh, I wasn't it, brave enough to do that. So oh, you, I wasn't if brave you have a Wii U, they're oh, only I had like one. they're only and like still eight dollars. You should you should. Oh no, we no, they're not 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 today. Not Wii U's. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The the games on the eShop. Oh, okay. They're okay. like they're like you, I think you get a bundle for like fifteen dollars. Yeah, both games and uh, and yeah, they're, they're it's a trip, and I'll get into that here in a bit, but. But yeah, also always been curious about them. Those two games in Minish Cap, um, they have a lot of shared similarities between all three of the games. Obviously, we have I haven't finished Spirit Tracks, and we'll get to that in, in a couple weeks. But um, but yeah, I feel like you know, in in a way, art style like Minish Cap, Phantom Hourglass, and Spirit Tracks are all kind of an extension of the of the Wind Waker universe. Even though these games are both coming out. Mm-hmm. after Twilight Princess, which I think is like a really weird, interesting sort of deal with, with, with these games. Yeah, it make it kind of makes sense, though, because I'm sure that Wind Waker vibed with kids a lot more than Twilight Princess did. I think and I'm right. sure that the, the main target audience for the DS, I'm sure based on market data, was kids. So if they love the Wind Waker... What's the best, you know, version of Zelda to put on DS? Bada bing, bada boom. I think you might be right, although I'm not so sure they did love the Wind Waker. From what I you remember, so? well, from what I remember from living back then is that Wind Waker was oh, you talking about Zelda? Yeah, like a very like weird like re- release where people were not having it, and I feel like Wind Waker got more prestige over time. People started to like realize this is actually a really dope game. Despite that it looks like it's for kids. Um, But I think you're right. The kid art style of Zelda, you know, of Wind Waker definitely blended itself more to handheld than like a Twilight Princess. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's an argument to be made that they could have just had their own art style and scrapped the Wind Waker stuff anyway. Yeah. We'll get into it. But I do want to, um, I did want to acknowledge though that, uh, since we will not get into like a lot of the development stuff, just because honestly, we're getting to a point now with the Zelda games club where I feel like you read one development story of Zelda. It's you the start, same. It's the same every time where they go in trying to make one game and they end up making the, the <laughs> game that we're talking about. So mm-hmm. this was originally supposed to be a sequel to four swords. Um, it was going to be a four swords style game. 
it, the team that made Four Swords made Phantom Hourglass, and they, they ended up like, with Phantom eh, Hourglass. Yeah. 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 And I think, uh, yeah, so I think that, um, again, it, it it's also one of the few times in Zelda's history that we have a direct sequel to something. Um, and I do think this game, I don't know what you guys think, but it does share a lot of similarities with Link's Awakening in terms of being that sort of weird side story right. to your mm-hmm. main Zelda and it all kind of being a dream. I mean, yeah, the ending, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. was it? Or was, or was it? it? Yeah. I mean, this game less so was a dream because two people experienced it, you know? Right. But And there's physical evidence. Yeah, there's physical evidence. But uh Well, but not- technically through Oh wait, no, never mind. I was going to <laughs> well, because well, another character... Because you, the player, experienced it. Right, right. But I guess four <laughs> then. Uh, another character, um, and I'm blanking on his name, but the one of the pirates... He's a, he's the old man or something, right? Yeah, he's the old, he becomes an old man in in spirit. Future spoilers, okay. Tracks, yeah. 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 And that's not a big spoiler because that's the first uh, two minutes of that game. Yeah. It's just well, a neat little callback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's in Spear Tracks, where, mm-hmm. where you do play as a different Link. You are not the same yes. Link in that game. Yep. Yes. But this game, you are exactly the same Link. This game takes place moments after the ending of Wind Waker, and then the entire span of the game is only at really 10 minutes in that world as well. But um, right. again, uh, yeah. So I again, we'll, we'll go we'll go through every facet of the game during the Games Club portion. Um, I'm excited to hear everyone's thoughts. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of mixed reviews with this game, just because <laughs> it, it is. It is. I will say this: like every Zelda game, when it came out, it was celebrated and lauded as being amazing. This game, if you look at the review scores from back in the day, it's got eights and nines across the board. Really, eights are a li- are a little low for Zelda typically, but it do- it it got incredibly high uh, review scores. That being said, this game has aged like a uh, peanut butter out in the sun. It is not done incredible. It is not aged incredibly well, and I think this <laughs> the uh, the temperature on this game has decreased quite a bit since since uh, since since its release. Uh, same thing happened to Skyward Sword. Same thing happens to a lot of these Zelda games. Where Twilight Princess, I also th- had, feel like I had a similar vibe too. Where when it came out, it's the best game ever made. And then over time, people start to pick it apart and, and highlight its flaws. And There's a lot of things that, that happen with, like that, though. Yeah. Things that are critically acclaimed. Yeah. It's sort I of the know. curse I, of I, a critically acclaimed game. I guess, but I always feel like it's just people who are like, man, this can't be as good as people say. Like they're on a mission to find something yeah. with it. Right. Yeah. I definitely feel that way. You know, people do come for Ocarina of Time. Um and like feel, crazy lately. And, yeah, I know. And I feel the same way about that. I feel like that's 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 really strange because that game is so perfect in so many ways. But, you know, it, it's uh it's sort of the curse I think of having this dynamite series and franchise yeah. and every game is every game I is think, a new one and Yeah, I was going to say I think also um hindsight it plays a big factor yeah. in it too. Cuz you're you're yes. looking even if people say that they don't you're definitely looking at it with a bias of today's technologies, today's game design ideas, today's, yeah. you know, uh, public zeitgeist about the game. So 
Yeah. What may have been revolutionary at one time, of course, is going to be, you know, old school at some point, and it may not work as well as a new thing. Yeah. So I agree with you. And I think Nintendo in general, they have an issue with their gimmicks being really hot at the time and then not, and people not liking them later. Like the Wii, I feel like, is a great example of everyone loved the Wii. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved the Wii. It, the Wii was a huge smash hit, it was their highest selling console. It, it's the Wii is great. It's objectively good, but when you ask most people, they the Wii they make the Wii kind of a punchline. Oh, the motion controls. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, they always complain controls. about the motion controls, and it's like, yeah, but you loved it back then. Right so at the time, yeah. it ruled. Yeah. Um, okay, let's. I, the first thing I want to do is I want to get into a little bit of the plot of the game. Like we had mentioned before, you are Link. You kind of um, you start the game out sort of in the hangover of Wind Waker. You know, it's sort of okay. We're with the pirates. We're going back to on another adventure. Pretty much right away, you run into the ghost ship. I think the first thing you do is you run around the ghost ship and kind of explore it, and then it sort of get your bearings. Yeah, it sort of takes you away into a new land where you wake up on a beach. Not unlike Link's Awakening, and uh, you were greeted by a little fairy named Celia or Ciela. Uh, Ciela. Ciela, and um, and you have no idea where Tetra is, who is Zelda. Wink, wink. And um, <laughs> and yeah, so you're kind of left to just explore this little island G- again, kind of get your bearings again, figure out what you're doing, where you're going, and um, and that will lead you into uh, running into. Who I would say is your companion throughout the game, Lineback, mm-hmm. uh, is sort of uh, you know you mentioned Lord of the Rings earlier, Adrian as being maybe a little inspiration for Twilight Princess. I totally feel like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was an inspiration for Lineback. I can see that. He's definitely that. got a yeah. Johnny Depp pirate vibe. Oh right, I mean, down to the right. goatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and he's got that mannerism about him that Keith Rich, the rock star kind the of lovable thing. scamp. Um, so, uh, you meet Linebeck, uh, you also meet, uh, Oshu, I believe his name, Oshus, who's your, uh, your old man sage. And, and that's all he is. Wink. Wink, <laughs> wink. Um, you play about the first half of the game trying to track down this ghost ship to s- solve the mystery of why you're there. And, and we're not talking about the film ghost ship. No, no, no. That's too <laughs> scary. I would never talk about that. P- please. Yes. Please save me the trouble. Just don't even bring that film up around me. Um, so you, uh, once you finally track down this ghost ship, it is sort of revealed, of course, that things are not as they appear. There's actually a bigger bad that lives deep under the water. It is, uh, your Ganon surrogate, but it's not Ganon. And I do like that choice. I don't know if you guys appreciate, Hey, we're, I dig it. We're not fighting Ganon. Ganon. I love a break. Me too. Uh, so then you, uh, are to get the phantom sword collecting the three blah, 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 whatever's from the three different areas. <laughs> and once you get the sword, you're able to beat the bad blah, guy blah, blah, and, whatever. and so go home. We, I think we're seeing where you stand on this. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just meant like, you know, you have to collect the things for the thing. It's like the three metals. You can at least call them MacGuffins. You, they're, they're three MacGuffins. They're three. I think they, uh, they, they're called like metals in the game, mm-hmm. right? They're yes. like three different kinds of metal. Um, and yeah, so essentially what you have is, um, 
Uh, oh, and then once, yeah, of course, you beat uh, Ga- uh, uh, Bella, Bellum, I believe is the, mm-hmm. yeah, Bellum is the name of the of the evil bad guy. You um, are able to return back to your original world uh, with Tetra. Um, I feel like uh, there's quite a big, uh, big arc for Linebeck, who seems yeah. to be sort of the game's actual main character, uh, you know, um, in a Mad Max way. I don't know if you guys know the Mad Max films, but like, yeah, Mad Max is not really the main character of those movies. He's just he's, there while things are happening. Yes. He's sort of the person helping the the actual main character along. Uh, Linebeck, that's how Link kind of, I feel like, features in this game, where it's not mm-hmm. really Link's adventure, his story, so much as it is Linebeck's growth. And, and, I, and I will say, you know, me and Connor did do our uh, favorite Zelda Companions episode too early. I, I can say that now definitively, because I hadn't gone back and played Twilight Princess, and I hadn't touched Phantom Hourglass. And I do think now my three favorites are Midna linebeck and then the hat from minish cap those are my three uh favorite zelda companions and i okay. and two of them were just not in the conversation because i hadn't because <laughs> i hadn't experienced them or hadn't experienced minda in a while but um, those are some solid picks yeah uh i do think that where this game if this game has any faults it's definitely not with linebeck i but that's my opinion i don't know what do you guys how do you guys feel about the character of linebeck love him yeah yeah he's um yeah, it's very funny that you said he's very Johnny Depp esque. I, I did I didn't get that connection playing it, but I could totally see that. Um, there are moments where he is very much a wimp when you're uh, being chased by that other pirate that you mm-hmm. later find out that he stole treasure from. But I think they also <laughs> might have had some sort of you know relationship. Yeah, they had a thing. Yeah, it's very Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Which makes sense because, I mean, this is a game taking place on the water, you know, and that was the hottest movie at the time. I mean, um, although you don't usually see, I don't know, actually, what am I talking about? Zelda, the whole game is just stealing from other things. That's all Zelda's ever been, you know? Link himself is Peter Pan. I mean, (laughs) yeah, fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, other notable characters, obviously, um, we talked a little bit about Oshis. He's more of a. He's the is he the ocean king? Is that is that who that is? Yeah. 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 Becomes a, a gigantic whale at the end, his true form. Right, which I kind of do love that like they they've made Bellum the like almost like the triforce side of power. He's like maybe courage and then there's an and then there's the frog, right? The frog is the other one, the gold frog. The gold frog. Oh, uh Cy- Cyclos? I think yeah. that's his name. Um, so and they kind of represent the uh, yeah golden chief Cy- uh, Silos. Silos. Yeah. Sorry. And, and he's kind of the um, no. It's okay. You were shooting from the hip from memory. I can't even believe. <laughs> I was gonna that. say like it's been about fifteen years. I was but... say, who remembers these characters' <laughs> names in general? That's crazy. I couldn't do it if you put a gun to my head. I just um, finished playing the game this week and I forgot all the characters' names. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to do because also this is before voice acting, so we don't even know really know how to say these characters names um but yeah so i think that um those three kind of act like the what nehru blah blah, blah the three spirits kind of thing 
You know who I'm talking about? Nehru, blah, blah, and blue, blue. <laughs> and yeah, blue. Nehru, blah, blah. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. Ki and yeah. Kiki. Okay. <laughs> uh, other notable characters in the game are um, Astrid, uh, the um, the sort of the, the fortune, fortune teller. teller from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Big Orin makes an appearance here. I love, I love Big Orin. I also love... Uh, him rendered in this little weird PS1 looking <laughs> version of Wind Waker. <laughs> um, uh, Ido, Ido is the guy that like uh, gives you the arm. You know, you have to go do his puzzle. Um, right. Uh, I like in uh, the cannon. In the can, yeah, in in cannon. Oh, he gives you the cannon. That's right. Yeah, we have uh, old wayfarer. The weird old pervert who likes the mermaids. <laughs> uh, Zaz, he's the the blacksmith who makes your makes your sword for you. I do love Jolene and Joanne. I think they they're really eccentric weirdo characters. Right. One is one is the pirate uh, lady you mentioned who's chasing after Linebeck the whole time, but the other yeah. one is just pretending to be a mermaid <laughs> just because she wants to. Just yeah. you know, I'm yeah. just out here. Living there's, my best scaly life. <laughs> there's a uh, naive and naive, who are um they they both are on different boats, but one of them I think it's naive, is uh pretending to be you, which is a weird thing. He's he's like he's like kind of dressed right. as you, just and, like you, yeah. And he's and he's riding a ship called the Prince of Red Lions, which is a callback to the uh-huh. the king of red lions which is yes. your mm-hmm. ship from wind waker um yeah any other characters notable that stood out to you anything that you can remember i mean is this the introduction of those uh sort of the ice uh snow people the oh yeah the which the island chief and aru and dobo and they're the they're the Anuki. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they look that- like ice climbers kind of yeah, they do with little cool deer antlers. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. What did do they? I don't think they show up again. Yeah, no, I haven't seen them since. They're in spirit tracks, but besides that, I don't. I don't think I. I mean, I don't know because I don't know if they appear in Skyward Sword, and we're not going to talk. That's about true, that. and we're not talking about that. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I I, di- I definitely like them a lot. I will say that, even though yeah. I did, I did not mention them, and I totally forgot about them until now. Um, they kind of remind me of, I don't know, in 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 the Zelda games, you'll have these like one-off like ra- races of of like of people or species of people that are like maybe you won't get again. Like I, I referenced the bird people from Wind Waker; they do come back in in Breath of the Wild, but yeah, um, they're really are we, c- cool. Are we not going to talk about the rock dudes? Oh, the 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 ones that the all, they all look like this. No, the no, no, not Gorons. The other ones they all look like this. You know what I'm talking about? No. Wait, who? They, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, the cobble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the cobble. There's one that has like that yeah. has like a crown. He's like the king. Yes, they they oh, have yes. kind of like, for lack of a better, uh, like a touch point they're kind of egyptian like themed in a sense i guess yeah they've got like kind of like like those uh they kind of look like um sarcophaguses a Mm -hmm. little bit uh yeah uh those guys are great too yeah yeah and they appear as spirits right or am i thinking about something else no i think no they're 
They're in like they're they're, they're one dead. Of, they're one of the three. Like you, when you get the three medals, you get the Gorons, then the Snow People, and then them, right? Yeah, and they mm-hmm. appear. They appear out of a tomb, and they're yeah. sort of a spirit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're great. I I kind of dig that aspect of this game that there's like for as much as it is sort of like, Hey, we're doing more wind waker stuff. There is a lot of new, like they're, they're, they're introducing some new cool fun. A lot of concepts. Yeah. That I, that I feel like, I don't know. Um, we talked about this a lot in the Minish cap episode, how much stays in Minish cap and you never see again. Um, I kind of feel like we have a similar vibe going on here. Phantom hourglass, which is weird because I could see it for Minish cap, because it's Capcom made and they don't want to really, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily, even though they let Capcom do a Zelda game, right. I don't know if they want to incorporate somebody else's stuff as canon. Right. You know, but they made Phantom Hourglass. So it's weird that this is also a one-off too. Yeah. When it's um, seated as a direct sequel. Yeah, I don't, I can't, let me see if I can find it on here. Yeah, it doesn't tell me the, I wish Wikipedia for games would tell me the sales of games. Like that does for movies, <laughs> box office. I, I mean, it's know a how... DS game. I'm sure it it did okay. Well, I mean, so and we, we, you know, we'll touch on this like later towards the legacy part. But like this, this is hey, heralded as the greatest DS game according to like IGN. <laughs> like, like a lot of people think this is like one of those all timers. I know? could see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely not my favorite, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll get into we'll get into it as we talk about the game. So that takes us out of story. Um, uh, I'm really now. I really just I feel like we've kind of held back, and I want to let those Deku seeds grow, baby. Let's talk. Let's get into the games club part of this of this podcast. <laughs> okay right away let's do it what do we think about these motion controls what do we think about this stylus control okay so i can only during this playthrough (laughs) yeah i could only play through like two hour chunks and i would i would have to take a break as opposed to like my other zelda playthroughs where i can kind of like just power through a couple hours uh I just, I guess I have too big a hands for the uh-huh. tiny stylus playing on the <laughs> DS. Uh, but sometimes, too, like, it, it was tricky trying to figure out just, uh, t- mostly during the boss battles, like, you have to kind of control, like, okay, I want to run over here to this side of the, the, the area, <laughs> but also, like, I need to do something else at the same time. It's, like, very hard to, like, multitask in that sense. Yeah. yeah. I guess rolls were super it, hard for me. Yes. Oh my gosh, Adrian! I, I can't wait to hear what you think of these uh, stylish controls. But before I, I, we should, I should probably explain what they are for if anyone's listening to this and they have not played this game. So, essentially, this, the the gag is you are you are playing the game from the bottom screen of the DS, which is unusual. That's an unusual situation right away. Um, you're using your stylus to control Link, so. That's you basically touch a, po- a point on the screen and he'll run to it, and you can sort of make him continuously run by just leading him using the stylus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you also attack this way, so you can 
tap on an enemy and he will go up and whack it. Or you can uh, kind of slice and dice using uh, quick zip motions from your stylus. So you can like fling it one way and he'll swing his sword one way, fling it the other way. Or you can do a complete circle and he will do a spin attack. Um, that is the most bare bones rough way of describing how to play this game and what it looks like. The, the top screen is usually reserved for uh, a map or um, an extenuation of the environment, like you said, like with like bosses, like that that screen goes. I think mm -hmm. in just like, I think also in just like um, uh, when you're in town too, it's just like both yeah. both screens are just like the town, and you just can see above you. But well, uh, it's in some towns, because other towns you can still mark on your map. Oh, that's right. You know what? You're mm -hmm. actually you're totally right. You can't. It's just your map's always there, and you need it. Because Which of, shout out to that because that yeah. was a genius idea making a map and that you can edit. And, I and yeah. stuff. agree Love that. wholesale. But Adrian, how did you feel about these controls? The controls. I think that they definitely um, are in their infancy. They were still <laughs> trying to figure it out. I, I feel like this was this was new. This was a new method of control for for this team. Um, I think it's probably one of the things that I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, I just feel like it's not as fluid because I, I didn't tap to make Link go somewhere. I held it the whole time. Mm -hmm. So when I'm going from holding it to run and then quick, you know, swipe to slice, it doesn't work every time. No. It just makes it just makes him run over to where he was going. And I'm like, no, I just want you to to run into hit or maybe run into a roll. But I'm not pressing in the corner of the screen. Do the roll. I'm just, you know, right in front of him. It's. Right. I don't know. It's very, very wonky. Um, I yeah. mean, it gets the job done at the end of the day, but I feel like it needed a little more time in the oven. I think that in terms of the way this game utilizes the DS's functionality as its own console with all of its cool bells and whistles, for every great idea that worked perfectly they have one idea right next that to it that's making me hit. insanely upset. Um, one I think that pops in my mind is <laughs> like the idea of it's really, really awesome, but I just couldn't figure out what to do. I'll be honest. And then mm -hmm. I, I did look it up, and all I had to do is close. Is it closing it? Close oh it yeah, yeah. To solve the thing. Yeah, that's. I will say. Uh, somehow that that moment was not spoiled for me. I don't know how it wasn't because once I started doing research for this game, that is one of the biggest. I think that's the thing people remember about this game more than anything else is the clamshell closing of the stamp on your map. <laughs> so cool! It's such a good idea. I just wish they would have telegraphed it better to me yeah. so that I could have figured it out on my own because I also looked it up. Now, did you play it on the Wii U? Jeremy? No, I so I'm sorry. I should have. Been, I played this on my 3ds. Okay, I did too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder. I haven't looked this up, but I wonder how it worked on the Wii U uh, I virtual console. Couldn't tell you. Section. Great question. I have no idea. Um, but yeah. I so wonder my, if you had to press like sleep and then unsleep. Yeah, maybe it, it probably was something silly like that, like something kind of unsatisfying. I know for the um the ROM uh of it on an emulator, you just have to assign a key like a like a button to close. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. So my take on the, again, on, on like, kind of like I was saying on, on the stylus controls is um, at, at the very jump, I was like, 
I think I can get used to this. And then a very curious thing happened. I did was, you say it with like, did you put your shades on and put I your said, I think I can get used to this. Hands behind your back. I said, I think I'm going to like, I think I'm going to like house sitting. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, I I was holding my DS and I was using my stylus and then the, the most curious thing happened. I needed to run left and suddenly my hand just eclipsed my entire DS. Yes, dude. And I could no longer see what was going on on screen and immediately oh, yeah. I just went like, this is going to be a problem. This is going <laughs> to end up being a huge problem because... What maybe it was the maybe I was playing it wrong, but my fat dumb hands, literally in a lot of action moments, I was covering the entire screen trying to get away from something or trying to get to something, and um, ended up not being able to see for a good portion of some of these action set pieces, which is I can't imagine what wh- how what they de- what they had in mind when they developed this. <laughs> I would love to talk to him. Yeah. And see what the end goal was. <laughs> like when you did this, yeah. what did you actually mean here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um also, you know, I don't know how you guys felt, but like you meant someone mentioned the role. The role is just doesn't work yeah, it was, really. It was tough to pull off. It just doesn't it doesn't yeah, they really want you to roll in this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It it also doesn't really make sense what the the instructions they give you is to like do a semicircle at the corner of the screen or something. Yeah, and it like kind of doesn't really that doesn't doesn't work quite, all the time. It's not quite it. It almost feels like no. a localization issue of like they didn't mean to say that or something. You know what's weird is I'm holding the DS with one hand. Yeah, and I'm running with the other, and there's a whole trigger up there. Yeah, that they could have just made a roll. Oh, yeah, that's true. They do use that trigger though. I don't know if you remember. They use that trigger for uh, quick accessing your items, which ends up being a lifesaver. Oh, I never did. I that. guess, but there's also I don't know. There's there's more ways they could have done that. I think what they should have done for the roll is just double tap the screen. You just yeah. double tap it and then roll. Yeah, I think that would have been okay. that would have been perfectly fine. The, I Maybe do while like, you're in motion. Yeah, yeah. I like the I like the uh, the trigger being the quick act because that ends up being clutch when you need to like fire your bow at a certain time. So right. that's I want to talk about like how this how the stylus is successful in some ways because while it is fails in others, like this is the best boomerang throwing bow shooting uh, grappling hook throwing oh, I've, I've ever played in a yeah that was game. all fun yeah doing that yeah i loved it i thought that i thought i thought i had a lot of fun guiding that boomerang around it was very satisfying to see it go where i wanted it to go and pick up what i wanted to pick up how did you guys solving do? puzzles yeah. yeah solving puzzles with it was awesome fighting that one boss that split into the three and you had to wrangle them all up right this is like right after you got the boomerang and you had to wrangle them all up together so they combine back into that mm-hmm. one that was awesome. Yeah. Or or uh, um, hitting one uh, flame torch and making the flame go all the way around to the other one so you light both of them. It was cool. Yeah. It's great. I, I had a good time doing that. Um, yeah. And then, like, uh, again, with, like, the bow, too, you're, like, you know, you can get you can get every angle. Pinpoint from, accuracy. Pinpoint accuracy with that bow. I was shocked at how well the bow worked. I, I just thought it was, like, I was, like, The oh. cannon, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, the cannon, the cannon was excellent. Yeah. I did enjoy the cannon. I will we'll get into the <laughs> that okay, boat okay. He, that boat here in a little bit, but I did I did like 
fighting some things on the, with that cannon. Usually the little guys, little little tiny monsters. I think. Right. We just have to <laughs> we just have to poke them and then they go down. Those were fun. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the combat obviously gets uh gets kind of they it, they ask more and more of you as time goes on um in in the game and i think like uh it is to varying degrees of success i will say and you know we'll we'll talk about bosses here in a bit but you know there was that witch um, not witch but the the, the sisters boss yeah it's like the four sisters and i got to say um a huge choke point for me one of the mm. contributing factors to me not being able to finish this game in time was not being able to ricochet those beams of light back. You couldn't those. do it? it. It took me a few like turn on the game and try it for 45 minutes and turn it off. It, t- <laughs> it took me like two or three. Really? Minutes. Yeah. I, it first try. Yeah. Eyes closed. <laughs> hands behind my back for me. I'm not going to say it was that easy. It definitely had me sweating a couple of times, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not, you know, twin dragon head was probably the most difficult for me, but that one I felt like was pretty yeah, pretty. I couldn't. I couldn't get it. I mean, don't get me wrong. As far as it being kind of a rhythm game, I got when I was supposed to slash. It just every yeah. time I would flick the stylus, it, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. And I don't know. And I don't know. Again, maybe I was. Maybe I was doing something wrong. But eventually, I did beat it. And I, I will say, it was a situation where I turned. I turned my DS on. Went right back to the boss. Beat it the first try of that playthrough. Right. You just had to take a break. Walk had away to from it. Take a break. Sometimes you got to do it. I hear you. Yeah, I did that with the and ultimately gave up with the uh, the mini game on the boat where you have to hit all the targets and get over two thousand points. Oh yeah, oh, I never yeah, got over yeah. two thousand, but I did get. Couldn't I did definitely it. finish that mini. I got the first thing. The yeah, same, but I couldn't get over two thousand. It was too yeah. much. I felt like that with a lot of the mini games on in, in here. How did you feel, you guys? Feel about the mini games? I feel like there were some good ones here, but ultimately, like every Zelda. I walked away with the bow one. I I did do forty minutes because I timed myself. Uh, I was timing myself in these play sessions. I spent forty minutes on the bow and arrow mini game. Yeah, where you have to hit the ghosts and not hit the the little Women? girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Finally beat it, but I was so frustrated by the end. By by the time yeah. I got it. Yeah, you know, one one thing I think about these mini mini games is um especially for this game is the rewards are kind of shitty. Um the rewards you get in this game if you're, it's not a heart piece, which sometimes it is, but you have to yeah. do a lot to get heart pieces in this game. Yeah. And they do, and they don't really matter cuz the game's pretty easy. It's not you don't really need to except for the four sisters. Except for the four you, sisters which you. was impossible. The game was easy except for that which was impossible. Uh the uh, I feel like the ship parts, you know, like the cosmetic upgrades to your ship. I liked yeah. them when I would get them, but I didn't. Oh, that was the that was the best Did part. Did you using collect the, them? Yeah, dude. Not all of them because it was like random at times. Yeah, but like just that was my favorite little mini game when you had to go down. Oh, the treasure! I did yeah. like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that too. I like that too. Did you ever get that that red rupee in the middle of the floor? Oh yeah. No, I don't know if I did. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't as precise as I wanted it to be. And and I, I I have a feeling like, and I felt this at the time playing it, like I was doing something wrong. Like I just felt like this game gave me that vibe. Like I <laughs> was doing something wrong. I was like, I was like, I was like too overcompensating in that treasure game or something. Mm. You know what I mean? I would. I kept hitting the wall. Um. 
but it's weird because I, I feel like I got what they were going for and I just couldn't execute certain things. Um, mm. and, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um, did you drink coffee before each time you would play? No, not before each time. I usually play this at night, actually, before oh, bed. Okay. I was just wondering if maybe your hands were a little more jittery and... Oh, oh okay. I, I know you were going for uh for like um like I was dehydrated, so they were a little they were swollen right. or something. Yeah. Yeah, where your hands were really, really swollen. <laughs> just like really puffy hands. <laughs> they were like yeah, they're like five like kill bosses. I'm just <laughs> going in there trying to um yeah. So uh yeah, let's talk a little bit about travel here. Um not just on foot but on boat. So again, like um Wind Waker this game has you on the open water again. Uh, it doesn't... Uh, Wind Waker has a lot less going on, actually, than this game does yeah. when you're when you're uh, boating around. Uh, you have it, to fight a lot more things. It didn't bother me in Wind Waker, and yeah. it doesn't bother me here. I actually find it really, like, I don't know, soothing. Like it's a break yeah. in between the action where I get to... You get to kind of rest and be like, okay... That last whatever I was doing is over. Yeah. You know, let's zone out a little bit until we see the new island in the, in the distance. And, you know, yes. we'll keep our guard up, of course, because there's things in the sea. But, like, there's no overarching thing. Like, all we have to worry about is just getting there. And I think I, that was yeah. really, really cool. I uh, agree to an extent. And here's where the extent is. It takes too long to get from A to B. That was mm-hmm. my that was my issue is the first time I traveled to a place I expect it to be long and but when I when it was the game was making me go back several times to different si- grids and I could never find the golden frogs to give me <laughs> fast travel um uh, I think in my entire playthrough of the game which I will disclose later where I got to in the game uh I uh, I only found one frog warp point Luckily, really? it was right right by Merkay Island, so I that was the place I could always warp, warp back to, which was nice. Yeah. But right. but like it suddenly I would have a treasure chest and it'd be on the other side of the map, and I would just have to literally haul ass over there, and I just it was killing me how long it was taking. Really? That being said, the open seas combat I liked. So that's the thing. It's like for every great idea, <laughs> there was one that I was just like, why couldn't we just? Make fast travel easy. Why did I have to work for fast travel? That was I don't know, man. I just feel like what this was one of the rare instances where I didn't feel the need to fast travel. I oh, just, you just cruised? That's, yeah, that's man. Great. I, yeah. I would just, you know, plot a course. You know, hey, I'm, I'm on my way. Maybe I'll stop at the trader, you know, pick something up. But yeah, no, nah, man, I'm just, you you're, know, you're chilling. Me, I me love and that. me, Lincoln Linebag, just, just yeah. you know. Chilling on deck, cooling out. I feel like it was pretty quick for me too. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't feel that long to me. It didn't feel. I mean, long. it felt because let me, let boat travel is supposed here. to be. Hold on, the slow version. <laughs> I got the slow version of the game. Oh no, the point five speed. Point five speed. <laughs> yeah. No man, uh, I, I I dug it. I I dug it in Wind Waker and I dug it here. So yeah. I, Maybe I'm the outlier. Uh, when, well, I mean, I, I remember like in Wind Waker also really only enjoying it in the HD remake. Like the original GameCube version, it also feeling like... Yeah, they cut oh out like boy. a third of the sea in that version, yeah. though. It's like we're taking taking a long time, but 
Um, such as Sea Voyage. Such as, but that is Sea Voyage, and that's what you should expect. Um, let's see uh, here. I ha- oh, let me get back to my notes. Okay, we talked about travel. Okay, puzzles. Now, here's a <laughs> huh. Here's where I think the game. Of course, probably you would agree. I think it shines the hardest here is in puzzles, especially with regards to map riddles and drawing stuff. Uh-huh. And Loved it. I couldn't get enough of, hey, go to where the two lines intersect to dig a hole to get into the <laughs> tunnel or whatever. I thought that stuff was... It was killing me how good it was. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was so satisfied because it makes you feel like a genius. I was figuring out most of those and mm-hmm. didn't have to look them up. Uh, what's everyone's take on the puzzle mechanics of having to use the stylus? Dug it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's great. I loved the ones where they would show you the like a, a little piece of a map in the dungeon, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Hey, there's a maze coming up," and you need to do two lefts, a right, corkscrew, come back around, go this way, jump three times, skip over, throw a bomb, catch yeah. the bomb, eat the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and we're only going to show you this one time before the map explodes. Yeah. Or, right. you know, something like that. Because you had to copy it down, you know, real fast. Yeah. I love doing that. Are you guys uh, drawers? I, I I have been known to uh, scratch a piece of paper here or there. Okay. With some, with some yeah. graphite. Yeah, July, you draw? Yeah, if you count like um, sort of like the drawings of a child, I, that's probably the level of drawing that I can do, like stick figures. and. So and you drew the intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did, yes. I, uh, I'm, uh, I, liked, I like drawing more than I thought I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it turns out I love to draw on maps and I love to That's another plus down. for the stylus too. Yeah. It's it's oddly accurate when you yes. have to draw something. Yeah. It's um and I loved making notes. Like I I like had all these like funny names for the NPCs when I'd run into them. So if I got <laughs> to like the Wayfarer's Island, I'd be like Pervert Island. You know, I'd write that in my <laughs> map and it was like it was like and I could remember it based on Right. Based on my names. I was I, I like that. I I liked all that stuff. I thought it was a a big win. Um now, I got a few other puzzles, though, that I feel like were less successful. Um, and those were, again, we mentioned the clamshell one. I think that one's a draw because it's a good idea, but it's hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we feel about yelling into our DSs, boys? <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> because I don't know how, like... This is an issue what I have with the Wii U as well because I was playing Spirit Tracks on there and oh you it's were just <laughs> so difficult. They add, you know they want you to blow into the mic yeah. on that, but they don't tell you how hard. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's the thing, and um, that that's where I run into issues with like how loud am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be waking up my neighbors yelling into my DS? Right. Um, I because uh, when I scream, uh, I, when it says to scream, I'm screaming like I'm being murdered. Right? Yeah, you scream a high pitched screech yeah. kind of scream. I specifically with the uh, hey, scream so loud that you make this uh, cannon cheaper. Yeah. Puzzle. Um, apparently you just have to barely blow into the mic. I mean, that's yeah. what I. That's he what just I wants did. Wants to register. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but I was, of course, uh, didn't know that. I had I found that out later during research. I was screaming. My dog was barking. Um, <laughs> and and even then, even though I was screaming, by the way, you actually should blow into your microphone because sometimes screaming doesn't actually do the trick. That's mm. that's imprecise. Blowing is precise because it really wants that breath. I think <laughs> more than anything. I mean, it's a 2004 microphone. It's doing its best. It's doing. It's chugging along. Now, do you think that was a localization thing, or they changed it for the states, where the characters like, I need you to blow hard or something like that. They didn't want you to say. They didn't want that out there. Maybe I, I, I guess, feel like you, I but feel I don't like think kids screen. are thinking that. Yeah, I don't think right. kids are thinking that. I do think that they want you to. Scr- I think screaming was part of the joke because he talks about pipes. You're how your pipes aren't good enough. And- right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, I see. What I'm saying is like, maybe they didn't want like blow into this pipe, blow my pipe, or you know something like that. So, so, I wouldn't right. think of that, but yeah. you know, it's sort of something that maybe it was lost in translation somewhere. Well, it's weird. My my copy actually, he was just like blow on this wiener. That was that's what that was his dialogue. Where did you oh, buy this copy from? This because copy, you got it at half, you got it at half copy. speed. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I got it from Slow Best Buy. It was just a <laughs> weird, weird experience in there. By the way, it takes forever. Uh, uh, uh. the um uh side quests here. So there's a few weird key differences from this Zelda game than like literally any other Zelda game. Did you guys kind of get that? Like, did you could you kind of pick up some of the, the like some of the big huge like they've never done this before differences like heart pieces for example. There's no like collecting for heart pieces. I was thinking about get that. A, you just get them. You just yeah. get hearts. Yeah. Now, um, is that true? I feel like maybe the earlier Zeldas it was like that too. I was trying to remember though. I can't remember the first one. I know you only got. I think you only just got hearts because you got them after you beat the boss or you found them somewhere. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. The super fans will come out and get me. Maybe it's Um, Zelda 2, which I'm trying my best to just forget. Forget forever. Yeah. Yeah, I I think this is the this is the only game. I mean, maybe Spirit Tracks does it too, but this is the only game that I'm. I appreciate it. Yeah. But also, it is. Like you said earlier, some of them are really difficult tasks that you have to do to yeah. get the heart. Oh, for sure. They're in, I, I literally didn't get any extra additional hearts in my playthrough. Mm. I didn't. I, I tried to get a few. I knew where some of them were, and I just kind of gave up uh, trying because it was, it was taking too long. Uh, no maps and no compasses in any of the dungeons. That's another br- big, huge you know new thing. I didn't miss them because I felt didn't like miss them at all. we <laughs> haven't. I don't know. Are we going to break down the dungeons on this, or we will break down the dungeons? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just want to say real quick that it, I'll save it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. So side quests here are um a little. I I, I like them. I think that they're the one. You know, again, like we kind of talked about the mini games. The side quests are like worth doing to a point for me. And then they kind yeah. of like overstay. I'm like, okay, well, if you really want me to do all this, then I gotta, I'm gonna come You gotta back give later. me something. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, okay, here's, here's, I think, a kind of a low point for the game for me <laughs> the graphics and the music. Oh, see? Mm. I'm gonna I'm I'm push back on you on that one. Okay, but go, go ahead. for it. Please, please. I, Adrian, honestly. I heard you were a fan, and that's why I, that's why I wanted you on this episode so bad. Because 
I'm not not a fan of this game. I will say though that like I am it's, dead in the middle. I'm like half and half. Half worked for me, half didn't. And it, for me, I really wished they would have picked a different art style because all I was thinking the entire time was why did you try to do Wind Waker on the DS? Like Wind Waker looks good. This again to me it looked like Mega Man Legends. It looked like a PS1 game. Which I think I I'm a I don't know. I think it's easy to say for me because I came up, we came up during that era where, you know, those were graphics, Mm -hmm. but it has this weird kind of charm to it for me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Like they obviously at this point are pushing the, the DS to its limit. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like, well, if we want, to show people that this is as bombastic as a Zelda adventure as it is, then why not go all the way with it and do, you know, 3d models, 3d graphics, all of that. Yeah. Go for it. Make it the, the top of the line DS experience. So I get it. Um, and like I said, the, the, I, I guess you can call it nostalgia powered that it holds a special place in my heart. That, that, that graphic style, that era, the PS one, you know, in uh, 64 yeah. type of deal. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, 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 your imagination fills in the gaps between the, the jaggies and polygons. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the game. It kind of reminded and, me a little bit of uh skies of Arcadia for the dreamcast. I don't know if anybody has an experience with that game. But oh like, yeah. But like, I, yeah, like I, again, like it, it's just like it, it's not that I hate a PS one looking game. I, I'm, playing like parasite eve right now i love i love the ps1 but i um it's 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 that it is that trying to approximate something else right that was the thing that i was like i was like why are you doing this because i think it's why the game for example doesn't hold up like as well as like a minish cap for me which Mm -hmm. is like that's just pixel art yeah baby. That's pixel that, art that pixel art is gonna look, live forever that's gonna look look good forever this game i'm like huh kind of like you were saying about wind waker in general you're like i can't adults aren't gonna <laughs> look at this and know what to even think <laughs> about this about this uh phantom hourglass i um I, and yeah i you know i kind of i kind of wish they'd picked a different art style that would have suited the ds maybe a little more um, but I will what say, kind of style, what kind of style would you want? That's what I was gonna say. I'm yeah. positive that these discussions were had, oh, and they're sure. like, yeah. if we're gonna do this, you know, well, yeah. we're not gonna do it like Minish Cap. We just did Minish Cap. We're not mm-hmm. gonna do pixel art again. Yeah, maybe if they did something, I don't know. Like maybe they, if they changed up Link into like a dog. Yeah, Link into like a dog, maybe, <laughs> and then um, you can pet. No, they him. did that. They were like, "Well, we're not gonna ever do anything better than that with Dog Link again." Well, so he could have been a cat. He could have been a cat. Okay, all right. Uh, what about like just like the, the Mario and Luigi games? Like that, oh, you know what I mean? Okay. Something like that. The world ends with you. Something like that. You know, like games that are more like cartoony or something. Sure, like, sure. Um, I feel like. Uh, yeah, this this game just like there was parts where like and I couldn't animations were great. I feel like the characters were great. Like you know what I mean? Like the, yeah, what they're yeah. actually doing on screen is great and right. honestly, honestly the ocean kicks ass. The ocean looks really good and Right. All the stuff you think would really bog the game down didn't. But um but I yeah. didn't mind the graphics. Uh I might be with you on the music. It's not 
it's not bad, but it's not for me sort of the same memorable thing that I will be probably going back if, to listen to on my own time, like some of the other Zelda soundtracks. It feels like different parts of different Zelda games put together. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. What do we? Okay. So I would like to go do the items real quick, and then we'll do the dungeons and bosses, and and kind of head out. But uh. Okay. So your your equipment here is the the standard run of the mill stuff. In fact, there's not one thing you get that you don't get in another Zelda game, is there? The Phantom Hourglass. Well, oh, right, Hourglass. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that is the the kind of the hook of the game for sure. But like bombs, bomb shoes, boomerang, bow, grappling hook, hammer, wooden shield, shovel, OSHA's sword, and the Phantom Sword. Yeah. Those are all just like pretty... oh your your thing your thing for the for the boat oh what that thing? you write the symbols on from the frog the slate the slate the slate yeah 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 the um I uh yeah I the the fact that you only get a wooden shield in the game I think is really fun because like yeah. I getting shields is always like a weird thing in Zelda like I don't know if you guys ever use shields in Zelda games I kind of barely yeah. do it's the one your grandma gave you yeah <laughs> yeah um. Yeah, I just thought I just thought like for me this game wasn't about introducing new items, even though they really could have. I thought this game to me was about um, showing you these old items in a new light, in a new way. Totally. I also think it's kind of weird that you don't already have them because this is right after Wind Waker, and I <laughs> oh, had right. all this stuff. Yeah, you right. should have all of your stuff. Wouldn't it just be in the cargo hold of the ship? Yeah. Like it was a Samus. I guess situation. they get away with that because it's like, oh, you're in a different world. You didn't get to bring any of your stuff with you. But right. if I'm on a pirate ship, I'm strapped. All the yeah. time. Yeah, I'm I ready got like to go. Twenty guns. Right. Link should have brought <laughs> swords. You should have had something. <laughs> Bunch of pirate swords. Bunch of pirate guns. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Um, other than that, you know, keys. Uh, you know, we got these crystals for the 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 temples, the site cy- the cyclone slate, like you said. Boss keys are interesting. You have to carry them. Yeah, the I thought that door. was an interesting take. Me yeah. too. I didn't hate yeah. it. I didn't hate it either. I kind of don't. I didn't. I didn't mind. In, in other games, I would usually mind like the whole like, uh, what would you call that? Like a babysitting quest or something where you have to go slow while things. Where are you have to take a character chased. with you. Yeah, or... that's kind of that felt with the boss key stuff. But honestly, it never really became a huge issue for me, and I just kind of dug it. Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk oh, about. Oh, real, real quick, I just want to mention that I do like the hammer mechanics. You yeah. don't necessarily have to be like right next to something to just smash it. It's kind of AOE. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Um. That 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 definitely was cool. Um. Okay. Let's talk about uh, some of the dungeons here. So we actually have um only eight. Yes, we have eight dungeons. Um, I, I mean, honestly, there's uh, the first. There's 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 two sets of three, mm-hmm. punctuated by a middle dungeon, the ghost ship. The ghost ship. Um, and we'll save the one of the dungeons for last. Um, the best. Yeah, the we'll save the uh, quote unquote best dungeon for last to talk about. But uh, the first one is the Temple of Fire. Um, yeah, again, I, I th- July, I've said it a million times. You've heard me say it almost every episode. I think every first Zelda dungeon in every Zelda game 
is the best dungeon. <laughs> I love I love beginning Zelda dungeons more than almost anything in video games ever. Um, you fight uh, the what is it the the Blaz? No, 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 no. That's the uh, what are you doing? Who's the boss no, in this one? Who's the boss? That's in this the one? one. That's the three that I was talking about. Where you um. Isn't that the same one? Or yeah, am I thinking of- yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Temple of Fire. Yeah, it's the bla- Blaze, Blaz, Blaze, Blaz. Blaz. Yes, it's the three, and that's where you use the boomerang. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I like this okay. I thought it was good. That was actually it's exceptional. It's yeah. a nice uh, use of that top screen because you could kind of see, it shows you like, oh, you have to hit this one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Um, the Temple of Wind is the second one. You get a lot of the, you know, you getting blown up, blown up skirt, having to go up to, you know, climb over stuff. <laughs> um, what's doing a little digging. Doing a little digging. Yeah. Uh, this is where you fight uh, Cyclock. Cyclock. Which, which, yeah, home run for yeah. me. I lo- yeah, home run. I'll say me. this to your point about the first dungeon being sort of the easiest in across the board. I feel like in this game, First two, maybe even the first three are pretty mm. easy. I was going to actually say that is something, well, with the exception of one, we'll get to at the end. Um, the dungeons here, incredibly fun, I yeah. thought, across the board. Yeah, very, We're really well done. Very linear, um, very, very going from this thing to this thing to this thing, unlocking this thing. This piece comes over here. Um, there was all those little stone tablets that would tell you if there was treasure chests hidden within the area. Uh, of money, of I course. never needed to use those. I found every one of them. Same. Um, c- because they were, again, the puzzles were pretty, it was it was weird. It was like they were straightforward enough for you to get it, but it still felt like a enough of a challenge to feel mm-hmm. like you weren't bored. Uh, so I really, I really appreciated the, the, uh, those two dungeons. Um, uh, the Temple of Courage, where uh, this is my favorite boss fight in the whole in the Go whole and arrow baby. It is where, and I and I hear this boss fight get talked about a lot too. It is where the boss, um, what's his name, Crack Kraken or something, Crack Crake, the uh, big shell, right? He's a big yeah. shell. He's a big like lobster, and he disappears, and then you can only see him from the top screen the top screen becomes his point of view and so you have to wait till he's coming towards you and then you Love have to it. so shoot cool it's so cool what a good idea yeah. what a good use of the screens yeah you know nintendo might have been onto something i honestly i do feel like this needed to be like maybe play tested like a little longer and they could have had an all-timer across the board uh i think it is this is an all-timer for a lot of people but i think it does it it's divisive I think yeah. I think it could have avoided some of its its pitfalls. You know, I wouldn't have minded that being used again later. Me too. I really liked it. It kind of reminds me of that battle in Ocarina with the where you have to use the magnifying glass to shoot the thing coming at you with the hands. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So then the we spirit get spirit temple. I think it was spirit. Te- yeah, spirit temple. Uh, we get the uh, Cubis sisters, which is in the ghost ship, Bellum's ghost ship. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was so I didn't obviously I didn't like the boss. We already know that because it, it caused me trouble. I got a little ocarina going on. Yeah, I thought the ghost ship in general was just a little bit. This was my least favorite because it 
you do kind of have to do the thing you said where you're sort of babysitting these characters yeah. Yeah. Uh, to uh, reunite them with the, the bigger sister. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there are moments that they just get scared at, at everything and you have to I go know. back and tap on them and then it's a whole thing. And I was having this problem where, like, so they get scared of spiders, right? And the bit with yeah. this ghost ship is that spiders will just fall from the ceiling Mm-hmm. Um, at certain points, oh, I would kill a spider and then I would w- start walking back, and it would regenerate quicker than. Like, I didn't think it should regenerate if I'm in the same screen. That should that enemy should just mm. be done, and it would come back to life, and I it would I would get stuck on it again because also, you know, if you run too far, the girl will just stop walking, and yeah, there was there was some uh, there was some hiccups here. Jabu Jabu's Palace all over again. Yeah, oh. Jabu, yeah, yeah, Jabu Jabu's Palace all over again. Um, we of course have the uh, 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 Goron Temple. Oh, dude, this one! Shout out to my boy. Uh, what was his name? Uh, go 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 Goron. Yeah, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, great dude. Solid guy. He was canceled, unfortunately, in 2017. But great guy. Oh, yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah. Uh, this is where you, we get the uh the Dongorongo, which is a variation of the other boss. What's the Dongo? Name? The Dongo, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. automatic bombs. Yeah, this is the Bonchu thing. Bomb. Yeah, Bonchus. Yeah, which was fun to plot the course of those two. Oh, that was real cool. I like that. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. really that was really nice. Uh, yeah, this is where you can play as the the other Goron, the Goron, and. Open up new Go, areas, Gongor. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that boss fight too. You got to use him a little bit. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it, it was definitely a high point for me. Yeah, I feel like that was Craig, a and then yeah, the Goron Temple, uh, a high point. Uh, the Temple of Ice was like most ice places, kind of a trouble, <laughs> right? And then the Gliok being kind of a tough boss too. Yeah. Uh, what do we all think of this temple? I this is one I had to look up to to be like, what do I do here? I was I truly didn't realize that I had to create the the little sort of like a spring off uh, rope to shoot my arrows uh, right. at it. Yeah. <laughs> had a little trouble with this one. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah. With the uh, with the uh, icy surfaces and and the motion controls. It's kind of hard to get, you know, specific yeah. or, you know, get really detailed with where I want to throw the uh, grappling hook. But yeah, ice is tough. It's just a tough thing. It's like, yeah, ice and water. Yeah. Big, big challenges. Um, Muto's temple. It's the uh, sort of the penultimate challenge here. Um, that is, of course, we fight uh, Eox, ancient stone oh. soldier. Probably. Probably my favorite boss fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if ex- you played ex- Sonic ex- Adventure explain, 2, but it reminds me of uh, of that. There's like a boss fight in that one sort of like this too, where you're just fighting a gigantic, almost pyramid-sized oh, thing. Uh, golem. They used to do like this. Oh, yeah. right, they used yeah. To, they used to slam its arms on the, on, the, yeah. on the little thing around it. You had to jump on its back and hit the thing on its head, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um so sort of similar in this where you you're using the hammer that you acquire in the dungeon to hit all the red 
spots on its mm-hmm. body and it and it falls apart and uh, uh eventually you you have to defeat the head right mm-hmm. it's a bouncing head yeah and then uh, we get to jeremy do you not did you not get this far I did not get this far. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I have no I have no experience with the Eox. Okay. Soldier. Well, it's very similar to that Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> Which battle. I do like. Yeah. <laughs> um and then yeah, of course and then of course we have uh the uh the end which is um you know, we have the final boss fight, uh, Bellum, the ghost ship and then Bellum back. Which uh uh, got to watch a playthrough of looked looked really great. Um, looked like a lot of fun. I will definitely be finishing this game because I am I uh-huh. I, I am uh, I am hooked. Oh okay. Let me tell you. You don't need to lie to us. Let me, let me tell you why I wasn't able mm. to uh, to finish this game in time. So for these Zelda games clubs, I give myself, you know, kind of like three weeks mm-hmm. to finish a, a Zelda game. That is way too much time if I'm really on my shit, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I finished Skyward Sword in like four days, something like that. So I can do it. I can do this. Three weeks is a lot. Um, I had not a good time in one of in the eighth temple that we haven't talked about yet. The Temple of the Ocean King is what really? this temple is called. Um. Does someone want to break down exactly how this temple works? So this temple is basically a good little reminder of how far you have come and how far you are in the game. Uh, Every time you get to a new section or you finish a temple or you finish a significant event, you can come back to the ocean, to the temple of the ocean King and go a little bit further down every single time until finally you get to the bottom, which uh, is the fight with Bellum. Uh, I thought it was, I mean, it's been done before. Of course, the the idea of you come back and you can go a little further, come back and you can go a little further, but I thought this was really well done. Every floor felt different. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like there was, there was always like a different method of using incorporating something that you had just learned or that you had just got into progressing into the next floor. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It never felt samey outside of the decor, but that makes sense. It's all the same, the same temple. Yeah. So what didn't click for you? I Jeremy? think that it was the fact that. So that it's timed. So there's a few things working against working, oh, I didn't mention that working part. against <laughs> yeah. you. So so that's the phantom hourglasses that you it gives you the power to be able to not have your soul, your essence, your life essence be sucked away in the yes. temple. So um this temple is timed. First and foremost, it's timed. Yeah. So you have to get through it in a certain amount of time or you start to lose life. Um, there are little areas in each in each floor where you can stand and it gives you a reprieve so you're not wasting time. You're not, you, you know, you can't, the, the, the phantoms can't find you. Um, but essentially, every time you beat a boss, you're given a little bit more time in your hourglass to complete a section. Now... You're not just completing these sections once. You're going through them and you're completing them 
every single time you go back to the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that, so say that there's, you know, every time you beat a boss, you have to do two more floors. So you're just adding more floors to the overall how much you have to do in one run to get to another item. So if you do, say, the first two floors to get from the first boss, you've got to come back, do those first two floors again, and get through two more other floors, find the item, go to another boss, then come back, do all four floors again, and then do two more additional floors. And if you mess up, which I did frequently you have to start over from the very beginning of the temple. Now, I have a question, Jeremy. Yes. Did you get to the halfway point where you can, you know, use the gold warp and you can... So check this out. I get all the way to the gold warp. And this is where, this is where I turned the game off and I was like, (laughs) I think I cannot go on is... I got to the gold warp and I was like, I had like a minute and a half left and I was like, Oh, thank God. I made it all the way here. I'm going to warp back outside and get all my time back and then go in. But the thing is with the gold warp, it records how long you had left in that run. (laughs) Right? So when I backed out of the game, and came back it was it's when i went back into the gold through the gold warp i had a minute and a half left so it didn't matter i had to I know. go all the way back through i know exactly what you're talking about the same thing happened to me i but my thing is i was like i sort of sucked it up i was a <laughs> big baby <laughs> and i went and i got a few treasures and got some more time added to the thing. Yeah. And I just went through, I just was like, I just got to go through the it again. Pots, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I'm being a little dramatic. I did. I did push through that part of it, but it ended up, but being I hear you where I couldn't, I just, I just did not have enough time. And I, it really was, I think it was my seventh ghost trip ghost. I'm sorry. Seventh ocean King temple trip where I was just like, I had messed up in one part of it, and I really feel like I just needed to go through the entire thing again to get back more time. And it was like, man, so, uh, I would take it. It's it's safe to say that you're not a fan of roguelikes. That's the thing is, I do like roguelikes, and this is a really good example of like an early ish roguelike in a Zelda game, which is actually pretty impressive. I think that I love the idea of this more than I love the execution of it, which I think is it's it's what's problematic about it is they should give you something in my opinion they should give you something to just skip those first areas right away but it actually takes you until you get the grappling hook to be able to truly skip through the first right. like four levels so yeah i mean that my whole take on it is basically and it's again i'm not saying anything new this is the biggest, the two biggest complaints are the controls and the Ocean King Temple, um, about Phantom Hourglass. I'm and, with you in the sense yeah. that I don't necessarily like anything where it's sort of like, oh, you only have like four minutes to get this done, and then yeah. you're punished to start all the way at the beginning, like you said. But you know, I, I I'll say it. Again. I said it once. I'll say it again. I sort of sucked up, sucked it up. <laughs> I was a big baby, like yeah. You. I feel like I feel like they're not. 
even though it's timed, I feel like they give you enough of a leg up with mm. things that you can get while you're in there. The gold pot. That's true. Yeah, they, know, they try to they try to help. They try to help you out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So well, it's not impossible. It definitely isn't impossible. I mean, lots of people. I mean, you guys have played through it. I'm going to play through it. I'm going to finish this at some point. But as of this right. recording, that Ocean King Temple, well. So but I, I hear you. There you were me. moments where, you know, you get uh, spotted and you're like so far away from any of the safe zones. And oh, it sucks. No red pots either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Or, yeah, the puzzle. Or, or like... You go go through and do this huge puzzle, and then they want you to do one more floor, and you're like, "Are you nuts, <laughs> sir? Please, I just did the 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 tree. I just did the 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 what the stones thing where I got I grabbed all the stones and brought them all the way around and got them all in each of the, their little houses to make the triforce. Yeah. Yeah. To make the triforce, yeah. Um, I only have so much sand. In pity on me. Insane, insane." I could not believe the audacity that Temple had at different parts of just of just being like, nope, actually one more floor. And I know you only have thirty. The seconds little left. drones gave me trouble too. Yeah. Oh yeah, those were. Yeah. They weren't that bad at first, but then at, later on, they can spot you from really far away and yeah, yeah. just make a loud noises and. Yeah. yeah. The uh, boomerang's good against those. Those are those are a kind of a, yeah. a yeah. good way to get get rid. But of just those guys. on the on the one where you're not paying attention, the one time, mm-hmm. and they spot you pretty good. Got to figure it out. Got to go back. Yeah. Got to kill them real quick and hope I don't get you know <laughs> mollywopped. Yeah, I'm glad to see that Adrian A. You liked it, and then July you were able to. I'm sorry. What was the term? Suck it up. Sort of suck it up, not be a ba- <laughs> baby about it. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that because that is again like the opinion of liking it is. I would say it's not. It's not the predominant opinion of the ocean of the Ocean King uh, Temple. So uh, it's an interesting perspective to have. And then also, uh, I feel like more people end up having to do July's thing of just kind of powering through. And then I'm mm-hmm. sort of in the uh, yeah. Again, my... to make it clear, like yeah. I'm with you. I hear what you're saying. I kind of felt the same way, but I was also like, listen. I'm going to take a break like you took a break before and yeah, right. I'll get back to this later. And then right. I was like, okay, I'll just start from the beginning. Yeah, I'll just go do time. it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do it again. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah sort of like, like a said, challenge I'm, I'm works. A, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of roguelites. So this yeah. was like right up my alley. Yeah. But also this has one advantage that a lot of roguelites don't is that you can just stop <laughs> anytime and take a breather. That you is just, true. Yeah. You know, walk away, regain you know, take a snapshot of where you were. Go have dinner. Think about how you're going to, yeah. yeah, think about how you're going to tackle it when you come back. Kiss your You know, dog. a lot of times they say Kiss you got to go. Yeah. Right. You got to go and you got to do this run and you're not, you cannot come back, you know? Yeah. So. Um, absolutely. Uh, that's going to conclude, I think, our Games Club portion of the show. What do you guys say we uh, hop into Legacy? legacy of this game i feel like um for a game that collects so much uh from other games i feel like the, the specific legacy of this game actually isn't that wide it definitely has a sequel in spirit tracks but i feel like those mm-hmm. two games are relegated to the ds they're very they're very um they're almost forgotten at this point especially since 
those DS games are so hard to to port. Uh, speaking of which, um, the uh, if you have a Wii U, I would implore you to buy this game on a lark and try it. It is not so cuckoo to and try then to write play. in and tell us how that that, that stamp puzzle stamp works. works. Yeah. The, uh, I could not believe this game on, on Wii U. July, you've been playing Spirit Tracks on Wii U? Yeah, I was. it was the first game that I played in the beginning of the year before all this, before I decided to go way in the beginning and just go in order of uh, right. release. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't... I had an old Wii U, and I'd lost the stylus for that, so I've been just using, like, a pen. Oh, nice. <laughs> as a stylus. Nice. Uh, <laughs> And my Wii U like screen was just so, you know, just covered in ink. <laughs> covered in ink. Yeah, I, I took the. I, I'm using it with the top off on the, with the pen. Ah. Um, but yeah, so far from this is a you know a while ago now. I have to get back into it. But um, I think the major issue as I had with it were blowing into the the mic because it's just so old at this point. Yeah. Um, I um, so a, a little bit about the Wii U ports. How they work is they give you a few options. Um, one of the options is to have the top screen be the TV, the bottom screen be your Wii U uh, uh, gamepad. Yeah, I don't do that. Uh, that option's insane. Uh, <laughs> you do not want to see a DS game blown up to that scale. You absolutely do not. Yeah. Um, the other more functional way I feel like is when they make you turn the gamepad sideways and then they do a top top. Uh, bottom thing with that. Um, yeah. Right. That's a little better, I guess. It, if we ever get them on Switch, that's how it's going to have to be. Yeah. I want them to just take the stylus controls out and give me really? the version mm. of this where I just can control Link. Yeah, I think so. I, think, I don't I don't know if they're going to do that. I feel like that's too much I, resources to devote to a game that I agree. most people was like, Okay. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they're gonna put that much work and time into. If anything, they would remake it from the ground up. Yeah, like they did with Link's Awakening and kind of do a new version of it. But I'd love to see that. I would too, because I do think. But you got to do both. I think you do have to do them. They're they're brother sister. I think, and I think they are worth doing because I think there's some interesting characters and narrative stuff going on in these games and some cool ideas. Um, Yeah, and mechanics that we never see outside of these two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, again, like as far as legacy goes, not, not, not really not much. Um, there are two the, other ways to, to play. Uh, yeah. Wii U, by the well, way. the reverse of what I said, right. Where the top screens, the gamepad, the bottom screens, the TV. Yeah. And then there's another way where the How? bottom screen's really big and it's like almost half of the screen and the top, top screen's is little, like really small. And then the other one that I, I kind of, fiddled with when i first started was you can cast it to your to your iWatch and sort of play it that way it was so tiny i could barely see it and so i didn't really use it that way but yeah you forgot you can also beam it to your google glass yeah and you can yes. just play it. vr kind of right yeah or ar you have to go to like target mm-hmm. and like kind of <laughs> yes you could take your wii u to target <laughs> Yeah, and and put it in the demo station and just look up like that at yeah. the TV and play. And it that's that how way. you solve one of the puzzles um, to get it part <laughs> of the Triforce that way. All right, you have to find spot in the target. Yeah, the and target he's dog. Kind of like Wolf Link, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, again, it's like one of those one of those, you know, kind of a shame situation. It's not unlike some Wii games and you know Connect games stuff like that, where it's like you know pretty much going to be relegated to those consoles and probably yeah. never ever brought to anything else until we figure out kind of how to do that. You know, guys, I don't know if anyone played that Mega Man Zero collection um, for Switch. I bought that day one. I'm a huge Mega Man Zero fan. Um, but it com- I only ever played it on GBA. Oh, it's oh, I mean, me too. But it's 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 great. I I wanted to replay them, and and it, that does actually come with two. Only Mega ever Man- use them in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> that does come with two Mega Man. Um, uh, not Battle Network, but like maybe Battle oh, Network. Whatever Battle the DS Network. games were. What were the DS Mega Man games? That sounds right to me. Yeah. So if they are called Battle Network, Might it, comes be wrong, with, it comes with two of those, and you know those are full DS games that they ported to the Switch and. Their solution for the touchscreen stuff is just using the right analog stick, and I do feel like mm. I do feel like it does work fairly well. Like I, I actually enjoy playing those games on Switch. Um, so maybe they could do something like that, you know? So it, the right stick functions as like a cursor in a sense. It, it functions as your stylus, and you're able to actually switch between bottom and, and top screens. I'm taking it this this Mega Man game wasn't a big. Uh, didn't utilize maybe both at, at the same time, perhaps, right. to have to... Uh, but, you know, again, they found a way around it, I guess is my point, is they they, they developed a... W- uh, they developed a new kind of system for doing, for doing, playing that game. And it, I think it's, I think it's good. And, um, you know, the Wii U admirably took that on. I mean, I still don't think it even has Game Boy uh, uh, on its eShop, but it has DS for some reason. And it's uh, it's crazy. Salute Wii U, man. Yeah, they tried. Yeah. They tried. They really did. And like, I, I don't know, man. I, I like, I like the Wii U a lot. And I think, I think, um, you know, some of those Wii U games lend themselves. I'm sorry, some of those DS games lend themselves to, to like, to Wii, to being played on a modern console more than others. Like super, uh, like um, uh, what is it? Like the new Super Mario Brothers game. That's like an easy mm-hmm. port, you know. But other ones, you know, like that need more. They're all stylus games. Like uh, I'm, I'm so shocked. How are you playing it, July? How are you playing it just with the Wii U gamepad? Like yeah, up, like tilted. Not tilted. No, with the big screen and the tiny, uh, smaller screen on the left side. Really? Oh, on yeah. your on, on your TV? Yeah. No, 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 cool. no, no. It's on the it's on the gamepad, but almost half of the screen is the bottom would be, oh, would be the, the bottom yeah. screen you know you know, but does that game utilize the top, the full length of it like needing what it to mean? be vertical uh no i'm uh, sure no. it does so it just looks like two halves of a picture yeah like, like yeah in, yeah in, you can mm. you can look it up like on um on youtube like some walkthroughs or whatever yeah. And it kind of shows you like one screen's like really big, th- which is the bottom, and then the other one's like kind of like a picture-in-picture. Picture, yeah. But that's the top. But of what the I mean DS is screen. like you know those boss fights in Phantom Hourglass don't don't you need to have the full the, uh, them on top of each other? Right. I think at some points it like changes by itself. Oh. Like it, it like. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of development seems like it went into porting those games over. Yeah. And now they can't even be bothered to give us Game Boy games. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so easy. 
It'd be so easy. It would be five kilobytes, and you'd have the entire Game Boy library on. on <laughs> they're just the, sitting on a on a drive somewhere. Yeah, they're sitting on old the perverts on a hard server. drive on old Wayfarer's <laughs> hard drive. Hey, All you right, want those Game Boy games, don't you? <laughs> and that's gonna do it for the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> He's games like, you club. had me at boy. You had me at boy. what that guy's saying. <laughs> oh, folks, uh, thank you so much for. For uh for listening to our coverage on the Phantom Hourglass, uh here on uh, Patreon.com/slash/SuperNPCRadio, I'm gonna go ahead and have everyone do a round of plugs before we get out of here. July Diaz, where can people find you? Uh, I'm so busy playing all these Zelda games. You cannot find me online anywhere because I'm just busy playing these games and playing them all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sucking it up. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Adrian, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me any and everywhere on the internet at Homeboy. That is H O L M B O I, and I'm also part of the Super Gamer Boys podcast. Perfect. And uh, what are those episodes released, and what are you covering these days? Uh, we kind of do the weekly news. So anything that major that happened in the uh, week prior, we do it on every Monday, and we just it's it's three of us, and we all sit around and we give our opinions and we read the articles and. You know, just kind of take it from there. I love that. Great. With our own personal flair on there. Awesome. And uh, yeah, this will conclude this episode, but we will be back with uh, Spirit Tracks. Oh, wait. I do have something to plug. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I want to plug the Roast of Mario episode of Video Games, (laughs) a comedy show. It's a show hosted by Jeremy Schmidt. And uh, it's a really good episode, so check that yeah. out. Yeah, uh, it's a great episode. Everyone should definitely check that out. Thank you again <laughs> for subscribing to our Patreon at the uh, the ten dollar DJ Toad tier. We certainly appreciate it. We will uh, we'll see you again in a couple weeks for Spirit Tracks. Our coverage of that. I have a feeling it'll be this exact same crew back at it again, talking about a little Spirit Tracks. Uh, yeah. So yeah, again, thank you so much. We'll see you um, in the next one.